0: SAFM Sports Wrap.
1: Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. It is the Easter Monday edition. I hope you have had a fantastic long weekend. Some sad news uh, this afternoon. If you're just tuning in to South Africa's news and information leader, news break in this afternoon that Winnie Mandekuzela Mandela ...sadly passed away this afternoon. We'll have more details for you in your news at 7 o'clock. But uh, if I may take a moment to send my heartfelt condolences to her family. May her soul rest in peace. Coming up in tonight's show, we'll be chatting some crickets. The Proteas are in the driver's seat against Australia in the fourth and final test at the Wanderers. Aslam Kota will join us. We'll also look back at the weekend Super Rugby action. The NFD is uh, coming towards its conclusion for the season. And... Uh, it's looking pretty likely that uh, the team to be promoted to the PSL uh, is uh, Owen de Gama's team. We'll hear from him, Highlands Park, on tonight's show Speaking of cricket and some of the headlines uh, or some of the stories making headlines today, as I mentioned, the Proteas uh, eventually declared their second innings on 344 for six today. A very impressive century from skipper Fuff Duplessis uh, guiding the Pro to that total. They then sent the Australians into bats and at stumps when bad light forced the players off the field. The Aussies were 88 for the loss of three. They still need a lot more runs. 524 to win the test and level the series so I think that is off the cards but South Africa needing 7 more wickets to clinch the series 3-1 Aslam Koda as I mentioned, will join us a little bit later on. In other cricket news, in Christchurch, New Zealand reached 42 without loss in their second innings. It stumps on day four of their second test against England. They need 340 more runs to win. England need 10 wickets to level that two-match series. Uh, New Zealand 1-0 up in live T20 action that's taking place right now. Uh, it is Pakistan who are taking on the West Indies in Karachi. Pakistan batting first posted 205. For the loss of three in their 20, the West Indies currently seven without loss after an over and a half. South African wicket-keeper batsman Heinrich Klaasen will replace Steve Smith at the Rajasthan Royals for this uh, coming or oh, upcoming IPL season that follows Australia the Australian skipper's ban from the 2018 IPL. And meanwhile, England seamer Tom Curran will join the Kolkata Knight Riders. He replaces the injured uh, Mitchell Stark. On to rugby now. Lions coach Swayce De is hoping that Springbok's Ruin Combrink, Ross Crenia and Rohan Janser van Rensburg could be back from injury and ready to play against the Stormers this coming Saturday. De is also hopeful that Captain Warren Whiteley could come into the reckoning for selection, even though the chances of that happening are pretty slim. The Lions lost to the Crusaders in Johannesburg yesterday and take on the Stormers this coming weekend. Speaking after the loss to the Crusaders yesterday, De says the season's just getting tougher and tougher.
2: I'm not a guy of excuses whatsoever, you know me for years now But you know we didn't we, we had six spring mocks Who played in the final last year who did not play today Creelan uh, and Whiteley And those boys are Courtnell and, and, and Komrink And it's, it's, it's guys that make A, a massive difference With Jeroen, Janssen, And Ross And I think all the guys Who stood in did well And that for me is important There's not one of the guys That filled in for those guys Who did not play well
1: the Storm has lost to the Bulls this weekend, but the Brains not focusing on what's happening in Cape Town. He says they need to focus on what they can do and get back to winning
2: ways. It is a big game. Every game is big. Trust me, every game is big, but, but that's another big one. And uh, they, 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 they're they coming off a loss. We, we As you say, we had now a few uh, bumps in the road, but, uh, but we're not going to give in whatsoever. I know the character of this group.
1: On to soccer now. Kaiser Chiefs coach Steve Compella says the club's main priority is to win the Nedbank Cup, although converting chances is something the Glamour boys can improve upon. And, of course, he advanced to the semi-finals of the competition following a 1-0 victory over Baraka SC with Eric Matoho getting the decisive goal. From Sipiwe Tabalala's assist, Chiefs have been drawn to face free state stars, while Mamelody Sundowns will take on Maritzburg United in the other semi-final. In news out of England, West Brom have confirmed that following a run of eight successive league defeats, they've parted ways by mutual consent with manager Alan Pardue. On to tennis, Rafael Nadal has returned to the top of the latest ATP World Tour rankings. He replaces Roger Federer in the top spot. South Africa's Kevin Anderson is still in eighth. Simona Halep is number one on the WTA rankings, ahead of Caroline Wozniacki, while Sloane Stevens has jumped up three spots into ninth. And in golf, anticipation bulls around Augusta. National for Tiger Woods is returning to the Masters. Ticket scalpers already offering prized passes to the unfolding drama, at this year's first major. Players travelled on Magnolia Lane to the clubhouse on the eve of uh, today's first official practice session for the 82nd Masters, where 14-time major winner Woods will try for a fifth green jacket after his fourth back operation. Woods missed his third Masters in four years last year after spinal fusion surgery, but has contended in his past two starts, sharing fifth at the Arnold Palmer Invitational and second at the Valspar Championship. That's all coming up this weekend, and we'll keep you updated here on SAFM. Coming up next, we'll chat some quick. SAFM Sports Rap. Well, it was another interesting day's cricket at uh, the Bull Ring, the Wanderers in Johannesburg today. Day four of the fourth and final Test between the Proteas and Australia. And I think uh, the biggest talking point today was when was the Proteas, or when were the Proteas, going to declare? It eventually came in the day, but a massive target set for Australia. We're joined now by Aslam Kota. Aslam, thanks for joining us this evening. Your thoughts? Do you think uh, it was a timely declaration, or was it uh, a bit too late?
2: Well, I think, uh, had the situation been different as far as the health of the dollar are concerned, it may well have been at 480, maybe even when they just got to 500. But to have then have to take it all the way to 600 meant that there was some concern in the South African camp. And all the congestion was then eventually confirmed when uh, the message from the camp was that... Uh, Three of the bowlers, in fact, are, uh, have injuries. Now, the one we know about was Morkel since yesterday, uh, and he walked up the field this morning with uh, that injury as well. And uh, there was fear that he won't uh, be, be able to bowl in the second innings. Fortunately, he was able to bowl. He's picked up two wickets. He's got two LVWs in the second innings. And then Solander apparently started the match with a, uh, a dicey groin, and Ravada has had a lower back issue since, uh, I think, end of yesterday. So that must have been the concern and the reason why the South Africans just uh, stayed out in the field for so long. The other, of course, was to make sure that uh, if you want to to make short work of Australians, bet as long as you want to, tire them out as much as you want to, and then hope to make early inroads. And uh, 344 for 6 with a lead of 267 meant that the target was 612. But I think the statistic that will interest you is that 105 overs were bowled by the Australians in the second innings, 136 in the uh, first innings, so that tells you 200 and uh, what's it 40 overs, and that's hard work for any bowling team. And uh, I must say that uh, whilst they, whilst it was tough for them, they uh, were quite manful. Uh, they they performed manfully in the way they went about their work. And once again, it was uh, Pat Cummins who was uh, rewarded with four wickets. He picked up nine for 183 and top wicket taker at the end of the series for the Australians. 22 had an amazing 21.45 with was one five-wicket hole. So having said all of that, the, uh, eventually at tea time, the, and I think it must have been a discussion at tea time when they decided, listen, it's enough, and uh, I think the Australians are already under the pump, and it's time to, to announce a declaration. And it came just five or ten minutes before the actual resumption of play.
1: I think the point that does need to be made, I know Captain Fafduplicy might take a bit of flack for this, particularly if the match does end in a draw. Yes, we are battling our three front-line bowlers are struggling with niggles. But at the end of the day, this is a test match. Australia have to win to level the series. South Africa doesn't need to make sure we don't lose it in order to win the series. So it's almost a case of safety first. Bat Australia out of the game, and then whatever happens, happens.
2: Exactly right. That was obviously, as we were saying on air, Brad, that, uh, as you can imagine, each of the commentators, each of the analysts all had their own take. And that was one of the points that was also made, is that if you bet as long as possible and if there is an issue where one or two of your guys do you eventually then break down and you have to use the likes of uh, Markham and also Timba Baguma, then uh, you don't want to make it too difficult and, and hand uh, um, an important uh, uh, test match over to the Australians or at least then get the South Africans under pressure as they going into the last session tomorrow. I think all that was up on their minds, and by scoring 612, men, that even if you gave them 120 overs uh, in which to bat, uh, it was going to be difficult for them. And the fact that three wickets have fallen, they're really under 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 lots of pressure because you've got Hanscom and also uh, a Marsh at the crease, and uh, you get the feeling that once you get through the two of them and perhaps the the, the other Marsh. Of course, Payne has shown that uh, he can he can hold forth and comments as well. But I reckon the pressure will get to them. And then you'll be, they'll, you'll be asking questions as to do, they, do you want to stay on for as long as possible and avoid the inevitable. If they do that well enough, and I must say that Joe Burns looked exceptionally good for his 42 today. He was there for 106 minutes. And you felt that if he could carry the bet through to the evening and then come through tomorrow morning as an opener, and if uh, some of them just buckled in, knuckled down, and played a long innings, they could actually force a draw. And uh, the pitch, I must say, has played beautifully. Apart from the spinners getting assistance for, for, for the team bowling, It's uh, it's been, uh, uh, and, and as the ball has got older, it's been so much more easier for them to handle. And I must say, the pitch has held up exceptionally well from that point of view. So you're right, they batted them of the test match. South Africa are 2-1 up. And uh, I think for all intents and purposes, they'll pick up the victory tomorrow, barring the weather but uh, at least they know they're two on up and that uh, at least they've got uh, the series in the bag. I
1: think special mention does need to go to Faf Duplessis as well, who struggled with the reform this series. Uh, He got a a duck in the first innings, and boy, did he fight hard, uh, but uh, a very, very well-played century in the second innings. Uh, A captain's knock, if I've ever seen one.
0: He was
2: in the trenches. Uh, You're absolutely right. He took two uh, um, blows to his injured finger within an hour and I think the second time around, uh, Brad, he was actually crying because it hurt that much. Uh, but he l- refused to leave the field. The umpires chatted with him. And uh, that second time also, it must have taken about seven minutes before play resumed. And uh, the umpires were then in actually, in fact, asking the, uh, the medical staff to then clear the field because play had to get on if, he, if the captain had decided that he wanted to keep betting. And he played through that. He got to 50 and then uh, in partnership with Elger, they, they made sure that they batted as long as possible, played the odd loose ball. Once he got past 50, once he got closer to 100, he opened up, and you wouldn't believe it when it was, it was such a tedious day early on. When they did turn it on, they were eventually scoring it over four and a half and over. So uh, you had a contrasting day from an entertainment point of view, but it was very good test cricket and an innings full of character from the captain. And uh, good for him that at least he's finished the series on a high because it has otherwise been a very poor batting uh, performance from the captain, unfortunately.
1: We obviously don't know how serious the injuries are to those three bowlers that you've mentioned, but uh, a man who will play a vital part tomorrow is uh, Keshav Maharaj. Uh, how's he looking? How did he bowl in, in the latter part of today? And uh, do you think he's, he's got what it takes to, to clean up Australia tomorrow?
2: Well, he did get lots of turn. He's picked up the one wicket. He got the wicket of Uthman Khawaja. It was a controversial one. The ball pitched wide outside. The left hand was off stump. It turned sharply. And uh, the reason the umpire then eventually raised his finger was after a few, two cold seconds, decided that I'm giving this out on the basis that the batsman hasn't offered the stroke. When you watch the replays, the batsman had really no choice because the ball turned so far that even if he was looking to make a stroke, he was going to get nowhere near it. So there was conjecture amongst a lot of us but of course, what the third umpire must have asked the on-field uh, official was that, did you think that, uh, have you given that dec- decision out on the basis that there was no stroke offered? The answer must most likely have been yes, and uh, they then upheld the decision. So he did bowl well, and uh, just judging, by the way, the type of the season he's had and the way the, the Australians have respected him throughout the series, I reckon that uh, he's going to be more than a handful tomorrow and there's uh, a big cushion to play with, so I'm sure that uh, that uh, his Captain to Duplessis will be working him into the ground to make sure he picks up those wickets.
1: Absolutely, and I'm sure they'll be attacking fields all day. Uh, Aslan Kota, as always, thank you very much for that. Much appreciated. We look forward to, uh, hopefully, uh, a win for the Proteus tomorrow to wrap up the Series 3-1. If it's a draw, it's still a Series victory, so it's win-win all around. Thanks for your time this evening.
2: Pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: SAFM Sports Wrap.
1: Well it was an interesting weekend as far as Super Rugby is concerned, particularly from the South African side and I say interesting, it was probably more frustrating more than anything. We join now uh, by uh, freelance sports Journal, Johan Ferreira. Johan, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Thanks for, for joining us. Let's touch on uh, the, the first game, the, the Sharks Blues and, and I know you're a Sharks fan yourself. You must be pretty chuffed with that result. I didn't back the Sharks before the start of the weekend. They've, they've been very average so far this season but boy did they String together a fantastic second half against the
3: Blues. That's where my Super Blue went haywire. <laughs> <laughs> you broke it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I could tell you, I, I personally didn't back the Sharks. I, I didn't believe that they could get over the line after the disappointing showing in, in Australia. And it just never looked, if I can rewind a couple of weeks, it never looked like, like, like the team that we, that we see on paper. And you felt that there was going to be another tough day at the office. And I must be honest, there were periods in that game against the, the Blues where you felt, oh boy, they've done all the hard work, they've negotiated the threat, and now they're going to chuck it away. And it was a brief fight back from the Blues, and then the Sharks took control again and, and finally got over the line. And I must say they scored some breathtaking tries in the process. So very happy for them, but it's only one win, so you need to remain calm. And the reality is they, they stumbled in Australia. and they're going to face another big gun this weekend when they, when they, uh, get hold of the Hurricanes. So, yep. yes, great win. They've they done nicely against the Blues traditionally. One of the most successful teams to play against the Blues in New Zealand. And they, they, they build on that. So hopefully really the season guys can pick up their, pick up their games. And I think there'll be a lot of confidence for the younger players and they, they'll know how to win overseas now. And I think that is uh, maybe a, a timely boost for Robert DePrea and uh, the rest of the coaching staff.
1: Absolutely, 63-40 the final score there for the Sharks. And then there was a uh, a traditional, very traditional North-South derby between the the, the Bulls and the Stormers at the Spazfeld, and the scoreline 33-23 to the Bulls. And if I have to be honest, Johan, that's a flattering scoreline to the Stormers because they just were never in that game. They they pulled back just before half time with two tries. One was a bit controversial, but they just were never in that game. And and from the first scrum on the day, it was all the Bulls.
3: Brad, I want to say this. I I honestly believe in John Mitchell as a coach. uh, I I had the honor of working closely with with John when he had success with the Lions many years ago, and he's a quality coach. And I do believe that the Bulls are going to turn the the corner, maybe not as quickly as as what uh, their fans would want them to. And I think the overseas tour might have been somewhat frustrating as well because you know what they're capable of. Good to see Andre Pollard back. The Stormers weren't allowed to play rugby, and, and the, yes, I agree with you from the, from a scoreboard point of view. Let's also acknowledge Adrian Strauss and what he has done for rugby in South Africa and the fact that he's now the most capped South African super rugby player, and boy, did he celebrate. He's now moved past Victor Matthews' record of 148 matches, so he's the, the, the sole owner of that record at 149 and well-deserved, and, well deserved. and, and um, he turned on the show as well.
1: Yeah, three tries for him on on the night as well. Uh, I mean, the, you mentioned how how they are playing under John Mitchell. They, they're looking fantastic, but the 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 Bulls pack really won that game for them. They just dominated, uh, and the Stormers just could not get front front foot ball, and that and that was the the difference between the two teams.
3: Most definitely, and, and Damian, Damian Williams for me, uh, set the world alight in the early stages of the competition, but also not what we're used to from uh, the backline and from the Stormers, but I, I do believe that the Bulls just put them under tremendous pressure. They've got a, a nice mix of youth and experience. They've got a, a good-to-see Andre Pollard back. They've got a Adrian Strauss, former Springbok captain, that's still, still there and, and scoring hat-tricks. So I think they, they're in a good space, and if they can put it all together, they showed glimpses of what they can do. And hopefully they can continue on this run and uh, capitalize, especially at at Loftus, because that's where you need to win is get uh, points at at your home venue. And if they pick up the odd win away from home, they they might be in contention for a possible playoff. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Early days, but I do believe that John Mitchell is going to provide the the medicine needed to put the Bulls back to where they were in the middle sort of the 2007 period, there where they started to win the, the Super Rugby Tournament.
1: Uh, the team who's, who's been the form team for South African rugby for the last couple of seasons, last year's runners-up, uh, they hosted the Crusaders uh, at Emirates Airline Park, talking about the Lions. It was a, a hard-fought match. Uh, 14-8 was the final score to the Crusaders. The Lions just going through a bit of a, a wobble at the moment. I mean, they lost last weekend in, in South America. They haven't looked great the last few weeks. Uh, should we be worried? Are, are, there, are there concerns at, uh, at Emirates Airline Park, or is this just, you know what, mid-season slump, they'll come right?
3: Very good question. We had this discussion earlier today, and I said to someone, it's not like there's a, a new face in front of them. Swayze the brain has been part of the coaching staff, part of the success recipe under Johan Ackerman. So the players know who's in front of them. They know what is expected. And Swayze would not have varied too much from what has traditionally worked for the Lions. I just think that the other teams are, are working them out now, and, uh, and, and they need to be a bit more careful. It started against Sunwolves for me. They were lucky, well, somewhat lucky to escape the Sunwolves, and then they went down again in South America. I just can't believe why, why they keep uh, playing a, a, a second-string team to start off with, bringing Malcolm Marks off the bench again, which shouldn't happen. Uh, and that, to me, was just part of the problem. And now they've gone down to, in my opinion, the, the team of the competition. You can argue that the Hurricanes will probably part of the, be part of that mix when you, when you start calling teams of the competition. But I just don't think that they've got it quite right. They need to regroup. Holding the Crusaders to only 14 points You have to acknowledge that It's very seldom that you get any team playing against the Crusaders And they only lead two converted the trial. But the Lions had their moments in that match And I think if you, you look back If they're really hard on themselves They'll front up and say You know what, we might have won that game Forget the scoreline we, we should have probably done better But the fact that we held them to, to, to convert the tries Will take some positives out of that But the Lions will have to uh, play, play the rugby that, that they become accustomed to And, and, and regroup quickly
1: you understand? Just finally, I watched quite a bit this weekend, and I have the last few weeks as well. And and my frustration is growing with South African rugby, particularly the Super Rugby sides. That there's just no consistency week after week. That one a team will play fantastically well this week, and then the wheels will come off next week. And you can all three of those sides, uh, you you can or all four of those sides, you can, you can talk about it. the Sharks, as I mentioned, have been they they've had they've been terrible. On the weekend, they they string together a great half of rugby and they win it. Uh, The Bulls at times have been good, but they've also been mediocre at other times. The Stormers the last few weeks have been fantastic. You mentioned Damien Willemser. He has really, really shown what what he can do, but then this weekend they were terrible. And the Lions also very up and down. Is this a concern in South African rugby, that, that there's just not enough consistency, particularly when it comes to
3: winning? and that, Brad, is why we are not winning Super Rugby trophies. Because at the end of the day, yes, you can get a team to a final, and you can be there twice, you can host it, you can play all. But the consistency, that is what's lacking at the moment. Yes, the Lions were rewarded for consistency by getting to the final, but they can't go all the way as yet. And now I'm afraid to say, I don't don't see that they will reach the same height. At the moment, I I can't see that there will be a South African team in a Super Rugby final in 2018. That just my honest opinion. There is too much inconsistency. Uh, I think there's it, a, a tough task that, that awaits. So I see will has to start looking at players now um, and April is the month where he's going to start putting people aside and working towards uh, a Wales test early June and then an England series. So there is difficulty. it's too much inconsistency and unfortunately it's not predictable at the moment. Where uh, one week you'll have a, a blinder as you say, and the next week it's as if there's another team that pitches up and the contrary applies to the shots. We I really felt that um, after the Australian part of the of their tour, you know we're going to go downhill and and pretty quickly and probably take a beating or two along the way uh, before they came back to South Africa and there they pitch up against the Blues and they show what everyone can see on paper, but it's just not happened on the field. So hopefully this can spark something for them, but the, the, the bigger picture for South African Super Rugby teams is not what we are supposed to be talking about. We, we're supposed to celebrate more success than what we've seen, and uh, hopefully somewhere along, uh, along the line, a uh, team is going to turn the corner and, and become um, side-lock on this, but I just can't see that it will happen in 2018, I must be honest.
1: At least we're consistently inconsistent, Johan.
3: Yes, um, and hopefully that can disappear quickly, because we all want the best for South African rugby. I don't really care where the trophy comes from, as long as someone wins the trophy for South Africa, but it's been a while, and uh, the New Zealand teams continue to dominate, and uh, the Blues with Ticklis is their weakest side, and and you saw that the weekend, but they still have the likes of the, the Chiefs, the Highlanders, the Hurricanes, and this Crusaders team that just can't go away.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Johan Ferreira, thank you very much. Thank you uh, for your time this evening. We look forward to catching up again soon.
0: Cheers. SAFM Sports Wrap.
1: You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And despite a 15-point lead atop the national first division log and automatic promotion in sight, Highlands Park head coach Owen de Gama says his side remains totally focused on finishing the season strong. That's what Tagama said following his side's 4-0 victory in Toyando this weekend. The victory took the side's point tally to 56 with five league matches left to play. The former Bafana Bafana assistant coach emphasises that they
4: remain humble. Not yet. We're not thinking about that. Our next match is against um, Tux. Uh, it's an important match and we're focused on that. We're not worried about PSL or anything. We are totally focused. When we came here, we are totally focused we are going to touch. we'll be totally focused, that's where our focus is. Nowhere else, we're on the ground, we know what can happen, we're very humble, we understand football can, can turn any time. So um, we've got to work harder, we've got a plan, and we've got to look at the next match. That's where the focus is.
1: But as Degama wants to play down Highlands' imminent promotion, a point in their remaining matches will seal the deal. Degama says it's a team effort winning games and they continue focusing on just themselves.
4: Nothing. There's nothing special about this team. We work hard, we work as a collective, it's not about Owen Degama, it's about everybody in the team. Everybody works hard, the management does his bit, um, the players do well and the entire technical team, we are like one unit. And um, I think that's what's special about the team, and hard work. No, no, we don't relax, eh? Um, we, we, are fo- we don't worry about John Moore, uh, uh, about all the other teams. We are focused on what Highlands Park wants to achieve, and we are, we are going to prepare as best as possible for the match against um, Tux. We don't, we don't worry about other teams. That takes your focus away from your team. We focus on ourselves. And maybe that's something um, Chakuma must learn. They must focus on Chakuma and stop talking too much about other teams. Uh, I respect the coach. I think he's a very good coach. And um, I think football is what you come and do on on the pitch here.
1: Meanwhile, TTM of Toyando slipped a sixth spot on the log with 36 points from 25 games. However, a playoff spot is still up for grabs for the NFD rookies. Coach Celo choco admits his players could have done better, though it's always going to be difficult against a club like Highlands Park.
0: And against Highland Squad, it's always going to be difficult. You know, throughout the season, they considered only 10 goals. It's always going to be difficult to come from 2-0 and get into the game. And then, second half, I think the two goals that they scored, it was just a question of us trying to push for that goal, and they caught us on, on transition, which is, uh, their strength because uh, when they go forward, they go there with pace, exchange passes, and they are a fit team. They run a lot. And uh, for us, I think you can blame it on many things to say we lost maybe we didn't have our three starting players Monde, Kalake, and also Mahoka, who was red carded. But uh, that's not an excuse because we signed more than 22 players. All players should be equally uh, capable to do the job on the day when given the task. But uh, they didn't come to the party. And uh, yeah, we can only accept the defeat. We lost to a good team. Bad day in office for us, and uh, let's see what happens from me.
1: The Vembe-based side set a bold target at the start of the term to get promotion in their maiden NFD season. As it is a competition for two playoff spots is stiff, much as he's not giving up. Choko adds that a top five finish would be good for his side.
0: The good thing is we are not uh, uh, nowhere near the relegation zone. That is That should ease the, player for, uh, the pressure on us when we play. And then as to qualifying for the playoffs, we just need to play our normal game, be organized and then let everybody excel in whatever that he can do throughout because TTM is a team where players are given freedom to play. And today they were afraid to play. They were afraid to play. Well, they were pressed at times and... uh, I think they were pressed, but they were not too pressed to understand that they could not uh, exchange passes and bring the ball. But today they played long ball and uh, it was never going to work. It was never going to work, uh, the game plan today. But uh, like I'm saying, we're not thinking too much about the playoffs. We just want to consolidate you uh, know, a good position in the top eight. Because, uh, you know, we are new. Today we showed that, that we are a new team. But anything is possible in football. But I don't want to put pressure on them now. I want to give them more freedom to play, play their normal game. And then let's see where it leads them to as long as they finish in the top five out the head playoffs should be bonus for me. Kalaki should be available for Cosmos game Mbambanizo also Monday should be available for Cosmos game and uh, to, you know today it was not easy like Nyadombo I was afraid he can get a red uh, and uh, at least we played the last part and they uh, couldn't get that because uh, he was always uh, on one-on-one situation it was difficult for him but with that as it may Highlands deserve to win today for us that day in office and we need to try and uh, Look into the next game. SAFM Sports Wrap.
1: Well, following this weekend's Nedbank Cup action, the league resumes again tomorrow. Two matches look forward to tomorrow evening. Amazulu up against Ajax Cape Town. That one taking place at the Kings Willatini Stadium. And then Bidvest Wits welcome Maritzburg United to the Bidvest Stadium. That should be a cracking match. And then a whole host of fixtures to look forward to on Wednesday night as well. But we'll be talking more about that uh, later on this week as well. I mentioned at the start of the show some big golf to look forward to this weekend. It is the Masters uh, coming to you from Augusta. And I think one of the guys we need to keep an eye on is South African-born Englishman Justin Rose. Uh, He's determined to make amends for last year's near miss at the Masters. With a 37-year-old reckoning, he was probably destined to lose after a lot of success in tight finishes. Rose came agonizingly close to winning for the first time at the Augusta National 12 months ago before close friend Sergio Garcia pipped him to the title at the first extra playoff hole following an intense final round duel Defeat was a bitter pull to swallow but Rose Reckon's heartache was always around the corner after defying pressure to win the two biggest titles of his career, the 2013 US Open and a Rio Olympic gold medal in 2016. And talking of games, don't forget as well, a big week this week, the start of the Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast and we'll be having lots and lots of news from that over the coming days and week. Really looking forward to those Commonwealth Games. And that's about it for SAFM Sports Wrap tonight. Back again tomorrow evening at 6.30. We'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning from myself, Brad Brown, and my team in Johannesburg. Luolo and Zama, thank you very much uh, for keeping things together there. Coming up on the other side of your 7 o'clock news, it is the Talk Shop. Right now it is 7. Time for your news.